Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Southern California, if, can you guys hear me? If you want to be um, unmuted, let me know, okay? Star eight, but if you want to stay muted, I will not. I will not invade your privacy there, okay? Okay. Okay. 
Where's my Okay, mhm. Okay. Karen. Yeah, but Karen. Okay. Oh. 
I'm on talk. Am I still on talk? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, I'm going to hang up for a minute. I'll be back. Hello?
Okay. It's eight thirty. Oh, Jesus, let's just, how about we just let the call go? Uh-uh. Oh, okay, let's just, how about we just let the call go? Oh, Karen, I don't, oh, God, Karen, no. No. Right here. Oh, Karen. Hi, Dean. Get right away. Well, I don't know why you're all muted there. Do you guys want to be muted? I don't want you to be muted if you don't want to be. Okay. Hmm. Hi, Grieb. Hi, John. Listen, I'm going to mute you guys. If you want to mute yourselves back up, fine. But I'm going to, okay. California, I want Southern California, Northwest Indiana, hi. Hi, John. Hi. Who's there? Okay. You know, we don't need to do that. I don't. Somebody's been making noise on all the calls lately. This is South Carolina. Am I unmuted? Hi, South Carolina. You sure are. Okay, I, I didn't know hear you I... announced my area. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't know why everybody's getting muted when they come in. I didn't. I don't have you muted. Only guests are muted when they come in. Oh. So I don't know what that's about. But when I tried to start up my call, it was all blacked out anyway. So I don't know what that's about either. But we'll we'll do this. So how's South Carolina? Hot. Yeah, same here. How hot is it there? It's like 102. Yeah. I think Arizona is our hottest area. It's um, like, it was 100, I have a friend that lives there. It was 121 in her in her area yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, cool. Thanks, guest four. Ant Farm in California. Okay. 
So does anybody have something they want to talk about? I don't know what was. I was not on Karen's call. I don't know what was up. Is no, this Neil's call? No, this is Linda's call right now. I'm just sub subbing for uh, Karen. Now, California, oh. if you're Ant Farm, I'm not going to unmute you. After all, you're the one who's making noise. Well, isn't this like Neil's number? No, this is my number. Oh, okay. I think I have Neil's number, but he's on Sunday night. Oh. And um, I'm not sure he's going to be doing his call anymore. His is one three nine seven four four. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of in the same range, you know. Great D. Okay, California, I'm going to unmute you. If you want to say something, great. If you don't, I'm not going to leave you unmuted. Okay, same for you, Southern California. I don't know why everybody's coming in muted. It's not making sense. Somebody's messing with all of this. Okay. I'm having trouble even unmuting people now. Okay. Okay, you guys. Okay, here we go. Hi, Lonnie. I unmuted you. Hi, Linda. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, Okay, California, I've unmuted you. You want to say something? Tell me who you are. Hi, it's Christina in California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, somebody I'm in you. Southern California, and I come in as a guest just because. Um, That's fine. Huh? Yeah, I'm not able to get into the toxic shoe system sometimes, so. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're here. You've got some great shielding ideas. I hear you okay. come up with a lot of them, and anything you can add in that regard, that would be wonderful. Wonderful. ideas. Excuse me? I want to hear some new shielding ideas. Anybody have anything new? Well, who is this? This is Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Christina has some very original ways that she handles this. Um, I have not been studying up on shielding lately. Do you do any shielding, Corey? No, nothing works. We talked the other night about about um, EMS. Yeah, I looked on there. There, I, I can't really afford their prices. They did do make some like fabrics and stuff. Yeah. I was curious, but they're pre- really expensive. I'm pretty yeah. hurting on. Okay. I heard they have this silver fabric that hangs from the ceiling like a like a gate, and then they have a sleeping bag that I was curious about. Yeah, very expensive. Anybody tried the sleeping bag? I'm sorry, what? Has anybody, anybody tried the sleeping bag? Wonder if it works. I have not heard. Um, I have not heard that anybody's done it. I do know that their materials seem to work for people, but you're right. It's, they're not cheap. They're not cheap, but they do. The materials do seem to work. <laughs> Interesting. That's all right. Yawning. Christina, did you have some shielding method you were going to share? Well, um, the only thing about less CMF, I bought products from them about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it really depends on what kind of um, problem you're having because there are some, I mean, they use so many different types of energy weapons that yeah. um, you really right. need a lot of layering. There isn't any one single product that mm-hmm. fixes it all because uh, my experience just recently is different than my experience in in the past, but <clears throat> recently, um, when they see shielding of any kind, they attack that so hard. It is an extremely vicious attack, mm-hmm. and it's getting harder and harder to shield, um, although I do find some things uh, that are better than other things. One thing I found does not work at all is anything with nylon in it. Mm-hmm. Not polyester, but nylon fabric yeah. is, um, it'll, uh, it, with me, I don't know if anybody else has tried it, but yeah. it'll actually burn you. Huh. So if, for example, socks, if you get the burning foot problem, mm-hmm. and you wear socks that look like cotton, but they smell like gasoline or something, and they um, say, you know, superfiber blend mm-hmm. or microfiber. Most of the time, they contain, if you read the, um, what it's made out of, it'll say nylon. And um, it's it's very difficult right now. The only thing that I found that works on feet, if you have the burning feet foot problem, mm-hmm. is a hundred percent guaranteed, tightly woven, mm-hmm. um, and thick. The thickest socks you can find mm-hmm. in cotton. Yeah. I tried wool, and wool didn't work as well in anything for uh, me except um, alpaca, like from Nepal. Mm-hmm. That works the best for wool. I want to mention but, that you can get you can get um, straps that will ground your feet, and you can you can get them off of Amazon. I know that Lefemap has them, but yeah, I tried good. that. And, Did you? Um, How did it work? It didn't work at all. I could really no. And I think um, Linda, it's more about your shoes and your socks than it mm-hmm. is. Um, okay. I think that if you have something in your shoes that really is going to uh, attract those frequencies uh, and they go right through it, I don't think uh, there's any way to ground it. I tried grounding. It didn't work at all. So I don't know the answer to that. Um, hmm, I don't either. And Excuse I tried grounding just, straps. Christina, just a second. Who's ever making the noise in the background? Can you star six your phone? Just star six your phone. Okay. Just a minute. Thank you. Um, okay, go ahead, Christina. Sorry. Well, anyway, I called Les EMS about it and asked mm-hmm. them, because none of their products worked for me, and um, what did work for microwaves that was absolutely fantastic but extremely perishable was the um, Mylar Poncho. Mm. Really? And they sold, yeah, and they sold them 12 in a box. Yeah, a dozen, it's cheap. A, it, yeah. It didn't work for me. 
Interesting. The mylar have that kind of microwave. How yeah. long does the mylar last? Uh. Um, the poncho lasted me about a week, maybe yeah. a week and a half. But and um, the the thing about it is, it depends on what kind of microwave too. Some of this stuff now is so potent that yeah. it's hard to um, get anything to shield. It is a shielding is really a body is really really tricky because skin has to breathe. Yes. And that's the bottom line is skin has to breathe. Okay, I have a question about the um, shielding material on West EMF. I've seen um, on their website clothing that has silver in it. It's the right. fabric with woven silver or woven right. some other kind of metal or whatever. Right. Um, has anyone ever tried that, and is it effective? Uh, yes. Lonnie, who's with us tonight, has tried the um, silver, silver rail material. Uh-huh. That has silver rail in it, and she finds it very satisfactory. Um, I've got a few things from my head that seem to work that are have that silver thread in it. Okay. Really? Yeah. But it's not cheap. They're like 70 bucks for a little tiny nylon, not nylon, but a little tiny silver rail. Linda? Yeah. I've tried every pretty much all of them from lessmf.com, mm-hmm. and uh, I, my reports are this. Of all of them that I've tried, the Argon Mesh, it's a silvery, lightweight, uh, very mm-hmm. comfortable feeling fabric, mm-hmm. works the best. I've tried the silver and the copper and the copper nickel mm-hmm. and all the rest of that stuff, and it doesn't really, it kind of it does a little bit, the silver, the stretch silver is kind of nice, but it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. They'll vibrate it and cook it and heat you with it, but the uh, the Argon Mesh, uh, I've used it one layer thick, and it's under mm-hmm. and over in bed. Very, very helpful and you can make clothing out of it. It's very lightweight and very durable. Well, this not is, real durable and this you got off of Less EMF? Yeah, it's, uh, you can get it anywhere. Just type in Argon Mesh A-R-G-O-N Mesh. I think you can get it other places too. It's about $20, $21 uh, linear really? foot. It's 66 oh. inches wide or so. Hmm. So it's wide enough that if you're not real big, hmm. you can lay down on, on one edge and then wrap it around you at night and tuck it under you. Argon Mesh? Argon mesh? Yeah, but it's a material. It's a cloth, and it's like a lightweight, almost feels like a lightweight polyester, but it's not. It's a silver fabric. Okay. It's a conductive fabric, but it's the only one I found, and I've spent thousands of dollars on Mm -hmm. that stuff on Mm -hmm. that stupid site. The only thing I really found that did anything, except ice packs helped me a lot. Just wash it. Or also, I highly recommend a heating pad. Or a heating blanket, anything to change the temperature of your skin, either hot or cold, will help. Ice packs, I only recommend the Cryomax. The other ice packs are garbage. They're useless. The only reason Cryomax work well is because they mm-hmm. chill the tissue down to the bone, which is what it takes. Is the argon mesh uh, washable? Can you wash yeah, it? Yeah, but it's a silver material and it's very fragile, like most silver materials. And the more you mm-hmm. wash it, the more soon it will fall apart. Sure. It is pricey. You can pick it up, take it outside, and shake it off, which is what they recommend with most silver materials and copper is don't wash them unless you have to. And if you do, let them dry, air dry, and uh, or don't wash them at all and just take them outside and shake them off. They should clean themselves, supposedly. What about sleeping? Hmm. I, like, I like sleeping with the, the silver rail around me. But you can't, when you wash it too much, it does damage the silver fiber. 
but I want to know, uh, can you sleep in it? I made a gown out of that silver rail. So put it back in. Oh, yeah, uh, you, can, you can make underwear out of it. It's light and delicate and beautiful material. I mean, it's, okay. all of these materials are really beautiful material. It's just not real durable because it's made out of silver, so you can't really wash it a bunch. But you can make garments out of it or anything you want. It's very, very wearable, very comfortable, not too hot. Even if you live in hot weather, you can wrap it around you at bed at night and you won't be too hot. Okay. I'll try that one, too. There's another site that I've not seen before. It's called Filter EMF. Um, I don't know what they've got on here, but I just found it. Now it looks more expensive than, never mind. It looks more expensive than less EMF. So we don't need that. Much more. Does anyone try the Faraday cage online? Um, you... Dwight, are you on Facebook, Corey? Yeah. Okay, can you can find Dwight Magnum on there, Mangum, M-A-N-G-U-M. Um, he will help I you. He never called me back. I, I, Send I him a message. To... Yeah, I, I, he responds to messages, I think. Um, but he can help you. He can help you build one. I, I think. At least he was. He was certainly. Um, Provided me some information. I never built it, but it, you know. I think it usually says urgent, urgent in the in the topic uh, section up there or subject or something. Just put urgent, and he will read it because he, he gets a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. He gets an awful lot of a lot a lot of people. Go ahead, Christine. <laughs> Shoot. Um. Karen, we also have Christine here from Southern California that really has has done a lot of shielding. Is Corn still on asking about a fair day cage? Huh? Is Corey still there? Is Corey asking about a fair day cage? Yeah. Yeah, Corey's here. Okay. What are you trying to shield from, Corey? What are you? What's your? What kind of? Um, so I have several frequencies been coming at, emanating at me. Look. Oh, it's a nice walk. Okay. Excuse me. If some whoever's talking to somebody in their room or wherever they are, please mute yourself. Don't talk to people while you're on the phone. Just mute yourself so we can't hear the background, okay? And then when you want to talk, just push star six. And then when you want to come back, just push it again and you'll come back, okay? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, anyway, there's so many different kinds of frequencies that to create a Faraday cage now, because I've tried everything. I tried copper walls and just made um, one wall out of copper. Didn't do a thing at all. And then I tried flat metal, sheet metal. Didn't do anything at all. And it was magnetizable, the sheet metal was, but it didn't do anything at all. And then I tried John W.'s um, suggestions about using aluminum screening. Didn't do anything. I did the tiles that he did underneath the bed and all that. Didn't do anything. So it's, um, it's complicated because you have to use layers. And this, I I don't know if you're getting all different kinds of frequencies and all different kinds of weaponry because I get about five different kinds. Me too. 
So, yeah, now I have to, because of that, I had to, um, I did a Faraday cage in um, a bedroom, and I did it out of corrugated sheet metal, and I got that um, suggestion from a man from Mexico or South America, I can't remember. It's like five years ago now was when I started it. Matter of fact, it was. It was uh, between 2010 and 2011 was when I was building it. And I ran into this man and told him that I had dogs, and they, when they were outside, uh, they needed protection. Because I knew that if I told them, you know, I'm being targeted, and they're using uh, these electronic weapons and things like that, that he wouldn't talk to me about it. Well, anyway, what he told me was, and he made it really clear, oh, for your dogs, no problem. Um, I know what to do. And I said, really? He said, yes. He was from, I think he said South America, probably Colombia or something like that. And he said, um, this is what you want. And he showed me corrugated sheet metal. And he said, that's what uh, is used. But you have to magnetize it. And back in 2000, and um, it was 2010, going into, two, yeah, it was the end of 2010 is when I started it. Uh, it was only 20-pound pole magnets on the 4x8 sheets of roofing, uh, corrugated sheet metal roofing. So you never said I, whether or not your Faraday cage worked. Did it work? It, yeah, it did. And my problem um, was not the Faraday cage. I actually shut down every kind of signal. I had to do the door. I had to do the ceiling. I had to do the walls. I had to magnetize every panel. And then the 20-pound pull wasn't enough. I had to go up to 45, and then I had to go up to 65. How do you magnetize it? Um, you just go out and buy magnets. Like, I bought um, magnets. I found a place in town where I could buy them in the sheet metal. So I bought the, the – luckily, the sheet metal panels go all the way up to the ceiling, so it fits perfectly for doing something like that. But they're only two feet wide, but at least it was manageable for me. It was something I could do myself. So uh, to magnetize it, I kind of used the old – primitive way of doing it, which is just going out and buying the magnets. What do you attach the magnets to the to the whatever, the metal sheeting or whatever? Exactly. You just stick them on. Oh. Yeah. And the thing that happened was I did the metal room at first and I didn't do the ceiling and thought I mean I didn't magnetize it. Mm-hmm. So I thought just doing the metal would certainly stop, you know, a lot of things. And it made it, oh, my gosh, it was so bad in there, I couldn't even believe it. Wow. Yeah, it, they attacked it like you can't even believe. So then I realized they had to do the ceiling because um, they came up on two-story houses and then shot down through the ceiling at me. So you did your ceiling? Then I ended up doing, oh, it was really hard to find somebody to help me do the ceiling. That took about almost a year because it's hard to do yourself to hold up a, you know, a corrugated sheet metal panel that's eight feet long is really hard. So, and then to drill it, you have to use sheet metal screws 
to drill it into the ceiling. And I actually like projects like this. It's just that you can't do them alone. But I did find somebody to help me do the ceiling. So I'm just telling you that because if people try to build a Faraday cage without a ceiling, then um, they will definitely find a way to either get on your roof, which I'm sure part of it was that they got on the roof, and um, or you have to, and you have to cover the door with an overlap so that everything is linking. They all have to fit together, the panels. All have to fit together so that the magnetic um, force is connected. It has to be all connected with each other. So you have to find ways to do that. It's not um, as simple as you might think, but... Anyway, anyway, I have a question about um, this other type of metal I read about that's supposed to do the same thing, block the electromagnetic frequencies, mm-hmm. called mu metal, M-U metal. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. I have. You yeah, have? I have. They say it's a real, it's a real powerful, powerful tool to use against electromagnetic frequencies. It kind of like attenuates the frequency. You know, I. I'm sure I've read about that, and it does definitely work. But what I was blocking, um, I forgot about this, because what what I learned about this experience is I was blocking lasers and tasers. And that's what our biggest problem here was. They were doing a lot of damage um, that was recordable and documentable damage to the dogs and the cat and myself, my mother. So we were getting burn marks that were really, really deep burn marks from these weapons that were extremely powerful. And I did call it less EMF, and they told me that um, what they sell, their products will not block anything like that. I called a lot of different companies five and six years ago, and found out that if you're getting these high-powered weapons, they're going to go through everything except for sheet metal that's magnetized. That's the only thing that the high-powered handheld weapons or the weaponized drones, Mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing that is extremely... That's what I wanted to ask about, the drones, because it's usually the drones that are like, I mean, don't they have like lasers attached to them that they can just fly and fly them in, in any angle around your house and then point them at you. Right. That's exactly right. I've had that um, for a couple of years I had it. It was uh, something that was so horrific. It's hard to describe to people what it's like to walk out your front door and see that weapon pointed at you in the sky, see the light from the um, drone pointed right at your front door where you're standing. And they do have pinpoint accuracy it's absolutely 100 percent weapons of war right and um i but i've also read in a, an advertisement that they're selling domestic drones i don't know if they call them domestic drones or whatever but it's anyway it's, it's a drone that you can buy mm-hmm. out of a store a department store you know That's it's right. like a, i don't know what they call it but it's like a commercial drone i guess you can call it and it has, well, and it automatically has a camera on it, installed on it, night vision on it, and everything. I was surprised. And yep. then I thought all the drones were like military developed, but these drones you can buy in a department store. Yeah, anybody can buy a drone now, and if you can afford a drone, you can buy a drone. They're going to start licensing them. I saw on TV yeah. that. Yeah. You'll have to just get a license, which won't mean anything much uh, to me anyway. But also, corporations have had drones, 
and they can buy uh, military-type drones. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So wow. basically, anybody who wants one, um, I don't think I haven't seen anything that even says you have to be over nine years old to get one. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. So, and yeah. my understanding of how a lot of these weapons work and how, um, you know, how they've really gotten into society at the level that they have, it just seems to me that some kid could easily figure out how to weaponize their little neighborhood drone. Right. Not to mention the surveillance, you know, part of it, the eavesdropping and stuff like that. I guess the best thing to do is to find out how to to find countermeasures against these drones, you know, the lasers from these drones and, and everything. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's for sure. And, um, it's you know it's much easier to um, it's much more expensive but it's easier to shield a house than it is to shield a person. Really? And um, I know that there are devices that are electric devices that are like um, magnetic generators and things that people can buy. I think they're sold through private investigators. Mm. And. Um, I know there are big devices like that that you can buy that um, they're not necessarily jammers because jammers send a frequency out, and uh, those are illegal, and the government will, with my experience is that people find them right away. When you have them in a house, even you know, the low-powered ones that just make life a little more bearable, they come in through the um, smart meter and ace it out. Just blow them up. By really? Is that via That's remote it. control? Huh? They destroy them via remote control? Yes. You know, I'm assuming that. I don't think they, you know, I don't think they came in the house and did it because yeah. what I saw... Um, was it was on one minute, and I went in the room to plug it in, and I left it plugged in overnight because you have to charge it. And then I went back in the room, and it was melted. It was blown up and melted. Wow. Wow. So I assumed um, that they came through the smart meter to that particular unit, knew exactly from through the wall, um, vision that where it was and how to get to it. Okay, who are uh, they? The police? Mm, whoever the perps are. Oh, the well, perpetrators are the, doing it. The perpetrators are doing it, and one thing that I always look at is um, these perpetrators are mimickers. They want you to think it's the police. Sometimes they're not police at all. They can have uh-huh. cars and uniforms and everything and uh-huh. not be part of the police. And at least the city I live in, that genuinely has happened. So um, that's one side of it. And is The other side of it is um, anything that the police department has in the way of weaponry, they have... The latest, the perps have the latest version of that. Mm-hmm. They're so far ahead with all this stuff and always have been. So I think that if you're looking for people with the latest versions and the most, you know, the highest powered weapons, 
those are the perps with them. Mm-hmm. It makes it's, you wonder who these perps are if they have their if they have so much access to all of this expensive equipment. You know, they're either a part of an agency that they can use the equipment, or they have a um, a stash of money that they're they have easy access to, or something like that. I think they do. I think it's all of it. Yeah, I think I think they do everything um, because it's like a new world order taken by force. You know, taking over by Mm -hmm. force. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what it looks like to me. Is that um, they could be contractors. Mm-hmm. that are uh, developing the weapons for the government. And, you know, my experience with all that is that um, the contractors had an incredible amount of control and power. They were, um, you know, doing the plans, designing the weapons, with pretty much, you know, very little oversight, uh, developing the manuals, and then the easiest thing to do is, I'm not saying they're doing this, but it's, you know, definitely a possibility, is depending upon their government contract, they might be, um, you know, providing those schematics for black market production of almost the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That it looks and smells like the government uh, version of it, but that doesn't mean it is. I wouldn't, you know, jump to that conclusion because uh, the people that I've met that were involved in the program, they seemed pretty convinced that um, the the government, whatever you want to call it, was pretty much being held hostage just like we are. It was a whole uh, situation of a takeover. It was slow and gradual, but it was a takeover and that um, a lot of scapegoating going on. Uh-huh. That I always look at things like that because it's not, things aren't always what they appear to be. Right. So I know for myself, um, I've been scapegoated, and I know from talking to the people I talked to, that were kind of on the in the know about these things, that they felt the government was being scapegoated and had been heavily infiltrated, mm-hmm. and that the lawmakers um, were very much to blame for what's going on, some of the crazy programs that are um, in place right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that there was an FBI meeting last year in Santa Ana, and it was kind of to open up community relations. And uh, what they said repeatedly is, you know, we don't make the laws. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, problems. If there is a problem with a law, we don't make the laws. We're not lawmakers. And that's the truth. That really is the truth. Yeah, they have the the enforcement. They have the enforcers. Yeah, and they have to enforce the law, um, even if these are vigilante laws. Mm-hmm. They still are required to do that. So I just view it as they're in a really tough situation. And from what I've read is that um, if they are legitimate people, and I, I know they are, that there are legitimate people everywhere, 
but um, they're having a tough time with the system. The system Mm -hmm. itself has been manipulated in the favor of uh, criminals, just plain, I don't know what else you'd call them, Mm -hmm. criminals, crooks and thieves and liars and cheats. Yeah, and money and power, it all, all, you know. It's all about money and who's, you know, going to be in control of everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there are a lot of good people, and unfortunately, it's a difficult system to work in right now. Yeah. At least from what I see of it, you know, it's difficult. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I think it is. Yeah, and I, you know, always look at things from another person's standpoint and think, wow, you know, people that are in the FBI or in the CIA or in, you know, in intelligence, um, and these are careers for them, lifetime careers. In, <laughs> this must be really hard to handle, really. That's how I look at it. It's got to be really hard on them and hard to handle. Well, it might be hard on them, but pretty hard on us, you know, I mean... Well, it's hard on everybody. Yeah. But um, especially when your own career is involved, it would make it um, more difficult. And, for example, like when Obama let... I think he let go of 200 generals at one time. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, in one sweep. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I just thought... You know, these are people um, who dedicate their lives and careers uh, mm-hmm. to protecting the country. Yeah. So, and maybe, you know, some of them weren't, um, maybe some of them needed to be let go, but mm-hmm. 200? Yeah. I would think that um, that was pretty excessive, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Pretty scary. Oh, my gosh. When I heard that, I just thought... This, it's not just me that's going through this. I couldn't even believe it. Uh-huh. I thought, my gosh, this is on every level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it is a, you know, and I, again, had a different view of things and mm-hmm. thought uh, more of a global view is that um, it just appeared to me to be um, a lot of foreign mm. Uh, powers in this and enemies so and I know that government contractors say for example there's so many layers of corporations and so many Uh different names and everything is so globalized that um, one of the major contractors in the building of EMF Uh and microwave weaponry is Saudi Arabia that's number one and they're right here in California in Cerritos. Who is? The Saudi Arabian company. And they're a global partnership. They're a part- when you hear global partnerships, right. it's global ownership. Yeah. <laughs> These, it is a partnership, and um, but it is, uh, I don't know how you can call them a partner when they own the whole company. And they're wow. from uh, a foreign country, and they're providing your weaponry. So think about it. You know, um, they play by a different set of rules than we do. So, well, 
at any rate, uh, if you're wondering how this stuff is being developed and by whom, you know, it's a pretty good place to start. Is And I can't find that any longer. Huh. I could not find the website again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was about three or four years ago. And I couldn't print a lot of it out. And it showed the developers with the weaponry and the giant new microwave panels, like um, dishes, like a microwave dish. But these are huge panels. Wow. Yeah, it showed everything. It told everything about the weapons, and it showed everything. It was uh, very explicit, and it really was, uh, they were showing off what they developed. And they're developing it here in California. California's got a lot of this. So, anyway. I'm looking for an article that talks about the county of Santa Clara has has completely, they've got strict laws against any kind of surveillance anymore. And they're the first county in the entire nation that has set up laws, and they're seriously, now I can't find it. Of course, it's not in my bookmarks anymore. Um, but we do, it, it, this is coming to light. We are, people are beginning to take a look, and they don't like it. And I think that's really good. Oh, that's wonderful. That's yes. the best news I've heard. Here we because go. without that um, through-the-wall surveillance yeah. and the satellite surveillance, without that, mm-hmm. it's they're really doing hard this. to do what they're doing. Yeah. Well, well, and they're doing it under the guise of surveillance, you know, that they're just watching us. My tail, they are. They're, they're hurting us. But yeah. they're, you know, it's being done under the guise of surveillance. Um Unfortunately. Okay, Santa Clara County has passed a landmark law to stop secret and discriminatory surveillance. Yesterday, well, this was June 8th, so yesterday is a few weeks ago, but yesterday the Board of Supervisors unanimously approved the Surveillance Technology and Community Safety Ordinance and became the first county in the nation to institute consistent transparency, accountability, and oversight measures for all surveillance decisions. How cool is that? Um, That's wonderful. And it goes on and on. 65% of of, of Californians are are asking for stricter laws and rules regarding surveillance. 65% of the people in California are acutely aware of the dangers. How about that? I believe it. Wow. I think if you asked people, just the average person yeah. um, over 30, or even teenagers, yeah. Yeah. if they felt like they were being followed yeah. and watched, if yeah. they felt like somebody was uh, shadowing their computer, wow. their cell phone, I think, yeah, yeah 65% would yeah. say definitely. Yeah. And those yeah. are just the ones that are aware. Yeah. Yeah. And but that sixty five percent of Californians are aware. Whoa. Yeah. That's huge for us. It is huge. Oh that is man. absolutely huge. It's a huge pretty, number yeah. which is a majority. And pretty soon they're not gonna be able to call us crazy anymore because it's the majority. You know, the You know, now, I don't think they're calling us crazy now. No. I think that um the only people that step into the crazy trap uh-huh. Um, don't realize what they're saying. They don't realize what they're saying that opens the door to... Um, Looking stupid. 
Frankly. Well, yeah, or harassment or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, I've said, I use words like when I'm explaining to a policeman or something like that about energy weapons, I uh-huh. say energy weapons that are used for crowd control. Uh-huh. Yeah. They know immediately what I'm talking about. Really? Interesting. Well, yeah, because that's what they have. I mean, and I, I, another thing I used to say was I don't want to insult your intelligence by debating whether or not crowd control weaponry exists. Good for you. Yeah, that's a great line. I like yeah, it. We're, I'm telling yeah. you, you, have, you can't um, let them back you. It's like painting yourself mm-hmm. into a corner. I learned that early on, that um, you kind of have to turn the tables on it and just say, I, I would never insult your intelligence. And I'm serious and sincere yeah. when I say that Good. by trying to defend the fact that these weapons that are used have been used for years for crowd control exist. Yeah. We all know about tasers. I mean, they're yeah. on TV all the time. Of course. Yeah, and there are high-powered tasers. There are uh-huh. tasers that probably can go off of a, work off of a drone. Yeah. That weaponize a taser, laser, yeah. whatever, yeah. can weaponize a drone. So, and I collect articles. That's another thing. And by collecting articles, I can refer to, uh, say, a front page article uh-huh. um, regarding, like, in this city, there was a front page article that's still it's been a front page news for years because the trial just came up recently about a beheading. Where? What? Well, I I live in um, Costa Mesa, yeah, in Orange County, right. and there was a beheading here, and my mother's cat, oh my. and this is no joke, I mean, this really happened, Yeah. and my mother's cat was beheaded. Oh, oh, that's yeah. so, well, I've had animals killed too, but beheading, yeah. my God, I'm sorry. Oh, it just mom. speaks of, oh. you know, a lot of things that we're dealing with. It sure a does. A lot more, and that's why I said from the beginning, it wasn't a very popular um, stance, but I said from the beginning that there are a lot of foreign um, militias, I call them, on yeah. on this on our soil. Oh. So that's I, I you know, that my impression of the whole that. thing. And that's what I I've seen a, for years and years and years. It's not anything new here. You had a what, hon? Uh, there, there always has a, been a Middle Eastern and foreign presence yeah. here uh, where I live. And they're always, um, we've had a lot of, like, Nazi lowriders yeah. started. Yeah. in Costa Mesa, and yeah. the Aryans have been here, and they had their big, I talked about on other calls, how they had their big conventions in yeah. the Long Beach area. So it attracted um, everything from the Ku Klux Klan yeah. to Nazi lowriders, which are yeah. Nazi, um, just Nazis on wheels. I think it was a motorcycle, Nazi motorcycle club. Yeah. So it's a real resurgence of... Um, yeah. That ideology yeah. has, and the Nazis were always interested in Islam and Islamic beheadings and things huh. like that, because they're interested in every kind of violence. 
I want to read one more thing out of this article. Californians want to see, and hopefully this will spread across the country, but I'm so glad it's so strong here. Um, Californians want to see surveillance change. Uh, Recent statewide polling revealed that two-thirds of California voters want to see county supervisors and city councilmen uh, approve new surveillance technologies before they can be used. 65% 65% want local policies to limit use of surveillance technology, and 64% want statewide laws. Boy, this is going to spread. I think that's, isn't this good, you guys? Don't you? I mean, yes. it's great, you know? Well, this is one of the biggest things that's happened. Oh, oh it's huge. What, in the last 10 years or something? Oh, man. I, well, what part of California is this? Santa Clara is, well, people have different ideas, but um, I think it's near San Francisco. I'm not going to, it's near San Jose. Yeah, Anybody it's knows? on the way. Yeah. It's on the way to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Like between, is it like between Central and I think Northern? I think it's between, uh, like, well, certainly it's between Santa Barbara and, you know. Right, um, right. Uh, I'm not totally sure where it is, but it's in this neighbor. I live in Northern California, and it's south of me. <laughs> that's oh, okay. what I can do. But it is definitely, I mean, this and the ACLU is who published this. Um, hopefully the ACLU will get behind us a little a little more because yeah. I think they are coming our way. Um, but I, I just think this article is, is the best thing I've heard. In a long time. A long time, yes. I think so, too. Yeah. It's just and I think that um, I don't know how you feel about petitions, but I think that yeah. is uh, a petition that the average person would really get behind, yeah, and feel that their privacy yeah. is eroding away. You know, and and the Santa Clara uh, decision would be great to um, to quote in a petition. Exactly. You know, this is what they did. Exactly. We want this done throughout throughout the nation, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, if, if California um, enacted this statewide, uh-huh. then I think um, it would build a really good case for the rest of the United States to follow. I yeah. think New York follows California, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I it's think like pretty much every state I think does. So. Yeah. I think California usually is first. Yes, <laughs> and then I think the East yeah. Coast rock goes after. I think it's California because it's... In Massachusetts, didn't they have the um, Proposition Six or something like that back in the um, middle seventies or eighties? They had that prop. They, California started that proposition. I think it's six or eleven or something like that. And yeah. then it went right up to the East Coast, and then back. Then the whole then everybody picked up. But California usually is the is the it's the it's the main force, the driving force, and then other yeah. people pick it up. But I think it's the new. I think what happens in California, then I think New York or Massachusetts picks up, and then it spreads like wildfire. But California has to start it. Wow, oh, that's this, sweet. Yeah, this whole thing is nice. Uh, they refer to this law, and it, and it says the California Constitution provides that all people have an inalienable right to privacy, and that's everybody's right. That's our our, our our country's constitution. We have that right, and they are absolutely stomping all over our constitution, you know? Exactly. Well, well the, the thing right. that would be important, too, is the way that the law is written, um, uh-huh. and not in vague terms, that anybody can, um, what do you call that, when you have very vague terms and it's subject to interpretation, 
Yeah. So it's very important. The way the law is written um, needs to be to close loopholes. Also make sure there are no loopholes in it. Yeah. Because uh, some of the laws that I read are so vague Ah. that they can be interpreted almost any way. California has some really, really good laws against stalking and Uh um, harassment and assault Uh and um, chaos what is it called? Chaos, havoc, and mayhem laws. Yeah. So, yeah. Havoc, and, and havoc. that's a lot. I we've yeah. suffered here uh, chaos, mayhem, mm-hmm. and havoc, and it is uh, those laws I thought were pretty good and pretty specific. So the main thing is when the laws are written is to make sure that um, they're they're written so that um, they're clear yeah. and the intent is clear and the loopholes are closed. Because where the loopholes are wide open, it's a big problem. Well, it's, it's open to interpretation, unfortunately. It's to, exactly. It's subject yeah. to interpretation. And when it's subject to interpretation, yeah. nobody enforces the law. Well, That's the way it do. happens. They, they certainly do go around in circles for years to try they, to pin it down. That's you know? exactly right. And then it goes before a judge, and the judge mm-hmm. says this is vague, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and it gets thrown out of court. So that's, um, yeah. you know, the problem with laws that are poorly written or not written in favor of the citizens and closing all those loopholes. That's right. the main thing. But this is a great starting point. I am it is. Absolutely. Wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. I think hopefully we're on, I mean, because this, this really doesn't mince words. This really um, does say, you know, it, I mean, it's pretty clear. I think this is, is pretty clear, the decision. Right, right. And, well, that uh, is great. And oh, that would be a huge step forward because I thought oh. about this mm-hmm. after listening on one of the calls, and I thought, yeah. you know, if, if there was so no such thing as this yeah. through-the-wall surveillance and viewing, yeah. that's one of the biggest problems in being yeah. targeted is they can see you inside the house, inside your car. Talk they about can track your car. Invasion of privacy. That's it really interesting that they can find electronics, although they've been able to track my computer where I'm plugged in. Um, I used to have a situation where I would plug it into some outlets and it wouldn't come up at all. My computer just would not turn on. And so I I went all over the house, finally decided to go out and plug it in on the patio, and son of a gun, it turned right on. Um, they were they can track your electrical. They know what you've plugged in. You know, yeah. and I think all they do have to do is, is hack into your power. And there are also power modems. They can be coming through to your house through your power, and they can operate those, you know, control a lot of your house yeah. with the power modem. Right. Um, so, you know. Well, I know that they're accessing uh, the refrigerator in the kitchen because... Yes, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. It goes through cycles. Like, yeah. they turn the ice maker on. I uh-huh. put the um, ice maker system on lock, mm-hmm. and I turn it off. I turn it off, and I lock it uh-huh. so that nobody can walk up to it and just, um, you know, start it all over again. Right. Well, the ice maker's going all night long, sometimes wow. weeks solid it's going. 
and I've disconnected it. I've done everything I know to do, and evidently they're, when they come in, they might be reconnecting it. I don't know, but the refrigerator is a big part of what they do. Yes. I've noticed that. Mine go all the time. My, my, um, I heard some pulsing noise in, in, in the ice maker area right. the other day. My refrigerator, I thought, well, what the? It was a pulse, pulse. You know, just electrical. Yeah. You can hear yeah. the electricity, and it was pulsing. And my ice maker in every single house I've owned has always gone down. It's always stopped working. I think they're using the copper tubing to come in for something. I don't know why they use the refrigerator, but they sure do. And the ice makers seem to be their favorite, don't they? They go for that, and they want to break it because... Yeah. This is what I found out yeah. because they did that here. And that first thing, um, nothing ever happened with the refrigerator, but the ice maker went out yeah. right after. And it seems to go out two days after warranty has expired. Yeah. 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 So um, all that's computerized on supercomputers. But I, and then I called a repairman, and it was so expensive yeah. to get this new ice maker. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, I thought to myself, do I really want to buy an ice maker or on an older refrigerator that's working perfectly, or do I want to just buy a new refrigerator? Which that's what it's all about. So I bought yeah. the new refrigerator, and as soon as yeah. I bought the new refrigerator, I put the old one in the garage, and thought, you know, the way things are going crazy here, mm-hmm. I might want to keep this as a backup. I just don't trust this. Yeah. So the refrigerator in the house was almost not working at all uh, when I put it in the garage. As soon as it got in the garage, yeah, worked perfectly. Wow. So there was well, nothing wrong with it. Uh-uh. They just mimicked. Um, they just hit it so many times that they yeah. turn it off, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it needed to be replaced. Yeah. And it didn't need to be replaced. There was nothing oh, right. wrong with it at all. Absolutely nothing. Because it worked fine in your garage. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's just crazy. Well, it's as soon as you buy another one, yeah. that's, you know, I could have just thrown it away, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to, and I just told the guy, um, instead of doing anything else, just put it right out the door, in the kitchen door into the garage, and he did. And I plugged it in. He said, well, what if it doesn't work? I said, don't worry about it. I plugged it in and it worked. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, well, I knew the ice maker was something. I just knew it because it, if it goes out in every single house, and I don't use it that exactly. much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my experiences. That's the first thing they went for. Yeah. And then um, when they don't break it, they have it running all night long. I mean, I'm sleeping and I'm hearing, I don't use the ice cubes. Yeah. I honestly don't even know where they're going, but I hear the ice maker running and all the, you know, when it dumps the ice yeah. cube, how yeah. you can hear it. And the house is so quiet, and yeah. I can hear it going all night long, and then the next day, it, oh, it's so irritating because it's locked. It's turned off and locked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Crazy. they just bypass, they can bypass so much stuff. So I thought, you know, if I buy jammers or anything like that, and they could obviously see everything in the house. Yeah. Um, when I leave, I have to take all of them with me. <laughs> it 
got to the point where I was going to have to take overseas suitcases with me in the car full of things I can't leave in the house anymore. Yeah, really. Yeah, my my backpack is just a bit overloaded because I carry all kinds of stuff around too, financial documents, etc. Um, yeah, well, I did that, and um, I've come to the conclusion that there's two really dangerous factors, and number one is being implanted is a real game changer. Yeah. And heavily implanted with big uh, GPS tracking and things, satellite tracking and things like this. Mm-hmm. And the other is the surveillance, the through-the-wall and satellite yes. yeah. uh, tracking yeah. and surveillance. Those are the two really, really big ones. Because without those two, uh, the program isn't anywhere near as effective. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I just I muted someone. So. Well, Guess she hit her nerve. Apparently. Uh, well, maybe not. Oh, there we go. Yes, I guess so. There we go. Um, <laughs> Corey, are you still with us? Apparently not. I want to know if he wanted any other... Um, all other guests are muted? No. No. No, not all of the guests are not muted. Huh. Um, so, are you still in the house that has the, um, that has the, um, oh, God, lovely. Faraday cage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are the only still- thing, yeah. well, what happened is, <clears throat> Since I built it, started building it in 2010, Mm -hmm. um, they've changed the weaponry so much, and they've added a lot of sonics. And uh, sonic, ultrasonic weaponry is so incredibly powerful that it can knock down buildings, obviously. So, um, and they can basically reduce this house to rubble easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Easily, because it's incredible wear and tear on your electronics, on your body, um, on the structure and the frame of the house, on the electrical system. It's just incredible. I mean, to say wear and tear, it could just explode it all. Well, but my my, you know, they and they will hurt our animals with with powerful weapons like that too. I think Um, my little dog, my little pup. He was only four, very active little guy, and all of a sudden he had a disc that was totally blown out, yeah. and um, and he yeah. had to have surgery. And he does he walks funny, but at least you know we didn't have to put him down. We could get him walking again, mm-hmm. or we wouldn't put him down anyway. But um, but yeah, and I knew it was them. You know, he was fine. He was in the backyard, and all of a sudden he yelped, and all of a sudden his back was broken. Yeah. Yeah, horrible. You know, um, there was a doctor on TV that was a vet, I mean, a veterinarian on TV. Yeah. And this was, um, gosh, about eight years ago. And it was showing, he was from Australia, and it was showing veterinary uh, pet emergencies. Yeah. And it was amazing because 
um, I watched it about eight years ago. I saw this program on TV, and I just was learning about the energy weapons and how powerful they are. And a dog came in, and yeah. he'd been hit by energy weapons, and they didn't oh, say wow. energy weapons. Yeah. But they explained his injuries, and they did surgery. He was paralyzed on both of his back legs because they blew out his hips. Oh, so the doctor had to do reconstructive surgery, yeah. and it was really apparent. There were no bite marks. You know, it wasn't like yeah. he was hit by a car. But right. the dog looked like he was hit by a car, but he wasn't oh. hit by a car. And um, he was out in the yard. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he oh. started yelping and yep. uh, crying and just this blood-curdling oh barks, shrieks, actually, and then he fell over and tried to run away from whatever was hurting him invisibly, and he was uh, walking on his front legs only, his back legs oh, couldn't move. He was dragging his, his back end? Exactly. Oh. So uh, the doctor performed surgeries, and he was able to walk again, but, you know, my question is, because I don't have pets any longer, and it's really the first time in my life. Did you not have pets? I do not. Yeah. This is the first time in my whole entire life that I've I've always had a pet. So this is the first time I've never had a pet. Is this to protect the pets? Are you just not? I I think after these, after I've got two dogs right now, and after they go, I'm not going to get any more. I don't think it's fair to subject them to this. Well, that's how I feel. I would never take the chance yeah. um, to bring a pet into this environment yeah. under these conditions. And my feeling um, on that is that this house has been under, my mother was targeted before me uh-huh. and then other family members in the area who were actually perps. Yeah. Uh, they were targeted also. They were perps and, that, and then they were targeted? They were perps, and they were targeted, and they had some very heavy-handed handlers. They were young people. They were young people who had joined the other side in the program because there's money in it, you know, easy money and a lot of thrills, and you have a lot of power over people. Yeah, yeah. I think there are people who feel very inadequate generally or always have, and this way they finally get to feel some power. That's a, you're you're right. It's yeah. what it looks like to me. Yeah. Is uh, uh, nobody? The other thing about it is they don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. Whoa. Then they would. And, then how do yeah. they take to their handlers though? Well, that's what they end up with is somebody with the same you know um, theology as their theology, which is. Yeah. Uh, get up on top of the other guy and push mm-hmm. him around. Mm-hmm. So they all have handlers that are pushing them around. But the bottom line is they're in a very tight-knit group gang, which they like. Mm-hmm. They like that very yeah. tight-knit group. Yeah. And to be really honest with you, they get a lot of encouragement and um, a lot of support in that group. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of high fives. You you did that job well kind of thing yeah. when they hurt people. Yeah, it, it it's different than people think it is. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first came into this, uh, I've always, you know, had problems with harassment and things like that. Mm-hmm. But once I moved to California, yeah. the level of my targeting doubled, 
just yeah. maybe tripled or quadrupled, actually. And uh, I became exposed face-to-face to my perp- with my perpetrators. Whoa. So I learned, uh, yeah, because I didn't know who was behind this. I didn't right. know the heartbeat right. of my particular program. So I got to see all of it and listen to all of it play out. And what I learned was they were also targeted. Wow. They were also implanted and being manipulated. Wow. wow. Yeah. And that uh, I asked one of them, um, because they usually would answer very sarc- they were very sarcastic people. Yes. And um, love playing jokes on people. Yeah. Pranks. Like yeah. you know, there, there was an awful TV show called Punked. I did. I didn't see it. Oh, that was worth it. It was. It showed how bad off society really is, and I'm glad I watched the program just from that aspect. Yeah. But it was a program where um, a celebrity's friends would punk them. They'd lie to them. They'd tease them. They'd talk about them behind their back, and then they, the big setup would come. Yeah. And they'd set them up to make a fool, total fool out of them. And then all their friends would come out and say, you're punked. Oh, cute. And this was all recorded on TV, and it's not on TV anymore. But uh, it goes to show the mentality behind this. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was the same kind of thing. And I asked them why. Uh, because we have oh. tons of neighborhood programs in Orange County for kids who want to um, get involved with law enforcement and mm-hmm. you know community outreach programs mm-hmm. from every kind of FBI program. There's just thousands of teenagers involved, thousands of everybody from the age of the youngest one I've seen is like between 15 and 17, yeah. and the oldest one is probably 90. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, or close to it, you know, pretty close. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's what I've seen. So there's no shortage of programs for both sides. Yeah. And I asked them, why did you go to the dark side? And they right. said, because they treated us better. Wow. They treat us really, really good. Well, for a while. You know. Well, that, so they're dead, yeah. Yeah. And it is a deception, but that was, I'm just saying, that was their viewpoint. Interesting. That's what they considered to be good treatment to them. They got all the money they wanted, and they got all the praise they wanted, but they also didn't realize that they were getting set up by the perps, too. Yeah. And they had the teens doing stuff that nobody else would do. The adults wouldn't do it. The kids would do things that the adults would not? Yes, exactly. Hmm. The perpetrators that were the big perpetrators, well, they're all in this area kind of. There's a lot of big perpetrators, but they would use teenagers to do jobs that the adults didn't want to do. And those were, like, low-level? No. They just um, set the, the perpetrators would set them up doing things that they either knew they were going to um, be at a high, high risk. Ah. And ah. They, they, the perpetrators would send them in anyway because they viewed them as disposable. The kids. The kids. And the kids didn't get it. They didn't get it. Jeez. 
and they still would sign up, you know, with the perpetrators, thinking they were getting treated better. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. But they were just being deceived oh, into you. thinking that, and they were doing the dirty work. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That um, the perpetrators knew what the outcome was going to be, yeah. but they'd go in anyway and they'd send them in anyway. Because they viewed them as disposables. Lovely. But that's that is the truth of the matter. That's how they use them, and they'll use older people too if they're foolish enough to, you know, put themselves in those positions. Well, I, you know what amazes me is the people that are being used. What makes them think that I, that that someday they're not going to be at the wrong end of all this? You know. I mean, if these, if, given the morality levels of these handlers, what makes yeah. you think that they're going to be some, I mean, the they mentality. Don't think. They don't think. Yeah. Well, they, they... I think you're right. That's the deception. See, the deception is so mm. great that yeah. the perpetrators have them convinced. Oh. They're, they're pumping them up. Yeah, yeah. And they pump them up. You belong, you know, you're working your way yeah. up and... You know, you're going to get better weapons and just keep doing what you're doing. But they don't understand that their mortality rate is so low. And you wonder why would they keep doing the same thing over and over and over and sending in new people over and over. And there's a a long waiting list to even do this stuff by perps. There's a waiting list. I mean, they can't wait. But it's because they're really deceived. By the gang mentality into thinking, not so much that they're doing the right thing, that they're getting their way, that that we win, we win, we win against the establishment. We don't want to be told what to do. We make, that's a vigilante law. We make our own laws. We are in a different, um, we make our own laws. We live by our own rules. And we don't have to put up with their stuff. We can do what we want, right? Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah, and, and the thing and about it, nobody else is going to hire these people, you know, it's and yeah. pay them. It's just a whole different mentality of the perpetrators I saw. The one was a teenager. The other one was oh. a teenager mentality. Yeah. The reason they were in it, because they were never, never going to be able to make any money doing anything else. Because they were sarcastic and nasty and they wanted to make $200 an hour for doing nothing or $100 an hour for doing nothing. And they get a charge out of what they're doing. It's much more fun than than doing an office job or whatever, you know? Yeah, because they can't make it in the real world. They can't make it. They honestly, the people I saw... All three of them, the oldest one, the middle one, and the youngest one, they could not make it in the real world because it was too much. And they would tell you this, it's too much work, and we don't want to be told what to do. Well, yeah, but their handlers tell them what to do, and that's the weird part. Well, it's a different thing, though, because um, they're punking people. In their mind, they're punking people. So it's a completely different environment. If you go... To work um, in a corporation, for example, yeah. you have to be there at a certain time. Right. Yes. Every Phone day, the rules. same schedule. Yeah. And these people are traveling around, moving around, and um, it's just a different lifestyle completely. 
it's very freewheeling. If they don't want to do something, they'll get somebody else to do it. They don't have to show up. So they can pass on things, you know, and just say, I don't feel like working today. Or I'm going to go on vacation for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Where if you're working in the real world, you can't just walk out right. and walk in when you feel like it. You can't sleep till one in the afternoon. Right. You can't be on crack cocaine and still function no. in a job for very long. I think drugs are a big part of this too. I think providing drugs to these uh, lower level perps is part of the whole thing. You know, you're you're absolutely right because. Um, I, and again, talking to them about this, the drugs are a big part of it, and there are very few jobs in the real world where you can be on crack, you know, smoking crack or on meth, and yeah. get and get rewarded and get access right. to more drugs. Right, and your bosses know that you're on crack; they provide it. They're on it too. Most of the bosses are on it, and. Either that or they're alcoholics, but yeah. it's all the same. They all understand each other because they're all self-medicating. Wow. So it is that kind of a, it is a completely different system that a lot of kids have grown up in. Boy, it sure is. That, you know, there's drugs everywhere. And the problems in this country, like the number one problem is probably drug abuse. Hmm. Wow. Because there's just so much of it, so yeah, and it's so available. Yeah, and they're used to these video games where they're already they've grown up on shooting people. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's really a thirst for blood. <coughs> and then once they're on the drugs, and everything kind of gets all hodgepodge sure up in does. their minds. Yeah. And it's like. Wow, because it's always looking for the next thrill. That's another Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And drug abusers do. They yeah, love they do. It's a personality type. Yep. So they're looking for the bigger thrill, the next thrill. The next high. Yeah, the next high. And sometimes, um, you know, what my experience has been, yeah, they like the pats on the back. Yeah, they like yeah. the idea that they're running with the bosses. Yeah. And the boss, they're constantly giving pep talks. Pep talk, pep talk, pep talks to keep everybody together. And I did see one guy that was following me and trying to do gang stalking. Yeah. Big, tall guy. And um, I noticed him walking in behind me and... I can't remember what he was doing, but it was an obvious perp thing. And I was standing in a line, and I turned around to him because he was looking genuine to me, like there was he was trying to um, hide it. <laughs> he was obviously new to the gang stalking. Yeah. And he had been recruited, and he wasn't too sure about this. He was like, <laughs> you could just tell from looking at him, I'm yeah. not so sure that this is the right thing to do. I know everybody's doing it, and I know everybody's getting paid. I know this yeah. is a part-time job, but I don't know if this is for me or not. Yeah. But he just had this look about him that just said all those things. So I turned around. He was a couple people down from me in the line. And he started to do his little routine thing half-heartedly, very half-heartedly. So I turned around and I said, do you know something? This is totally disgusting. Yeah? I don't even know why you're here. And what did he say? He shook his head, he put his head down. 
And he shook it like, you're right. I'm out of here. Well, you know, so he stayed He stayed yeah. in line, and he just minded his own business, uh-huh. and he ran out the door as soon as he could, and he just was like, I'm out of here. This isn't for me. I don't care who's doing it. I don't care what they're getting paid. Yeah. He was just too smart for it. He really was. That's how he looked to me. And he wasn't on drugs, and that really was very telling yeah. that um, – if you're not on drugs, yeah. it's not as appealing. I'm sure it isn't. I mean, the high is what matters to them, yeah. to a drug addict. Drug addict. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's true. Can you I make a, sure, you can. Go ahead. Yeah. Somebody wants I, feel to... like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone here because no offense, but my the people who engage in the organized stalking for me uh-huh. They're like veterans. They're not. I don't see anybody on drugs. I don't see anyone giving anyone pep talks. I don't see anyone doing any of this. So I can't relate to anything that anyone's saying. None of mine looks like they're in gangs. It's just so strange. What do you, I, What do yours look like? A lot are veterans. A lot are old. A lot of have B on their license plate. Clearly veterans. Yeah. Um, some are young. Retired old. people. You're saying like retired people. Yeah, but they're not all retired. They're young, they're old, they're, you know, they just look like average people. But I don't see anyone who looks like they're on drugs. I don't see anyone giving anyone a pep talk. I don't see any of that stuff. Very weird. Hard for me to relate to what you guys are saying. Is this Vermont? Yep. This is Hi. Vermont. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How's Bella? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just haven't talked to her for a while. Um, just want to make sure she's okay. Um, yeah. 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 I, I did email her recently, and she did did reply. I think she was just taking time, time off. Yeah. You know how sometimes you just yeah. have to walk, step away. Um, yeah. As long as she's okay. I think she's okay. I think okay, so. Good. Yeah. But. Um, I, I haven't actually spoken to her, but anyway, I just thought I'd interject yeah. that because I... Oh, well, thank you. No, I, you know, I see a combination. There are times I... I somebody do, looks, You know, those those big... Do you ever see... I'm sorry, all of a sudden I've forgotten your name. You don't, oh, may not want to say it, though. Vermont's good. Yeah, Vermont is good. Okay. Vermont, do you... <laughs> I know your name so well, and it just... Well, then again, my short-term memory is, like, dead. So, um, but um, I, you know, those great big eyes that just kind of stare at you, big circles around their eyes. That I think those I think are the drug takers. You know, and I get both. Of the, I get those, and then I get the older people too, who don't yeah. appear to know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like, or and and what cracks me up is that I, I have people follow me around the market, and it's like yeah. they look at me like they hate me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, how can you have me? I don't yeah, even know you, you know? And they have these hate stares. And they what? They have these hate stares. Yeah. They just stare and they don't blink. I know. What is that hate stare thing about? And you're right. Their eyes are real big. They don't blink. It's like they're uh, they're somewhere. Maybe that's, maybe they're, that's, maybe they're getting V2K. I don't know. Maybe they're being perped at the time. Oh, maybe they're being told to that. Yeah, right. I think so. I think they're just told to be rude or, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 
I've had people, and then it, like, it seems like, excuse me, it seems like you need eye contact with them, and they, they act like they're scared to death of you. Yeah. They can't get away fast enough. They can't look away fast enough. That's yeah. when I whip out my little uh, camera, my little, yeah. my little, um, what is it now, Casio, and I just start taking pictures. If they're going to be so improper with me as to give me dirty looks, follow me around, run into me with their carts, you know, do whatever they're right. going to do. I just right. figure, you know, whipping out a camera is not that, not that big a deal, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't like their uh-huh. pictures taken. No, that's part of it is then they're not supposed to get their pictures taken yeah. and they cannot talk to you unless they've been told to say rude comments to you. Right. And that's part of what they do, yeah. you know, part of their particular thing. But I got older people too, retired, and um, like you said, you know, what you described, I got that. But the, what I started in was the teenage college age program. And yeah. then that, that's been like the last three years. All of a sudden, the retired people came on the scene all at one time. You know and what? then it never stopped. It was like three yeah. years ago or so. And then it never stopped. And they're the ones more in the supermarkets <laughs> for me than anybody else. And they don't talk to anybody. That one woman did talk to me. Yeah. Like one or two women, and then they made extremely rude comments. And then um, I started, when they make a comment, i turn around and say, excuse me, are you talking to me like that? <laughs> that was it. That was the last time they did that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think they like confrontation. Oh, no. No. Once you turn around... And, like, if somebody's following you all over the store, yeah. then if you turn around mm-hmm. and go stand next to them or try to start a conversation with them uh-huh. or you start following them in an obvious manner, yeah. they'll run away. <laughs> oh, that's very fun. Well, you know, they're they're pretty obvious, at least for me in the market. They're obvious everywhere. I mean, yeah. I get pretty heavily perped in both yeah. vehicles and and. Well, mostly vehicles and in the markets. What I don't know. I guess there were captive audiences in the market, um, and they also want to know what we're buying. I'm not sure why. Um, I do. Why? It's competitive marketing. And for example, I was buying a certain type of coffee in a three-pound can that was being perped by. Um, I don't know, I don't want to put the, you know, point a finger at anybody, but yeah. uh, every time I bought coffee, the house got broken in two. Oh, that's weird. And they poured chicory yeah. in the coffee, which makes it taste like bark, essentially. Well, and I what, what I ended up doing, in. I realized this, yeah. was if you go to a coffee house or coffee shop to get coffee, you're paying for like $3 for a coffee. Yeah. And I realized that I saw so many people in this area buying coffee out in you know buying it um from a coffee house. So I thought, you know something, they don't bother anything else sometimes in the house at that time, but the minute I buy 
percolating coffee or, you know, something to put in a coffee machine at home, they attack the coffee. So I got the idea that there is a marketing campaign, which I knew about before. I was very, very sure that um, the way I found out about it actually was I had this irritation, almost like a beam on my lip. Yeah. And I was getting one what looked like a fever blister over and over and over. Yeah. So I went to um, the doctor and they said, oh, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and your insurance mm-hmm. won't cover anything being done because just go to the store and get cold medication. Mm-hmm. So I went to the pharmacist and I said, I've had this reoccurring fever blister, cold sore, I'm not sick, I don't have anything wrong with me, where is this coming from? And she started to laugh and she said, oh, <laughs> here's what everybody's been coming in to buy. Cold and medication? Yeah, and she pointed to the one, she goes, this is the one we're told to recommend to everybody. I'm missing the point. I'm not, I'm not following. Well, I finally got it because yeah. she said that there were there were a lot of people coming in saying that they all had coarse cold sores oh, or fever blisters. So yeah. I figured out in my particular case and in this house, and I just had this recently again, that there is a specific weapon and a beam that I was getting at night while I was... Yeah. Yeah. watching TV or laying in bed, and my lip was burning, 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 burning all the time. It's not a fever blister, yeah. and it's not. It's a fever blister from a weapon burn. So the way the, the pharmacist laughed, laughed about it huh. and said, this is what we're told to recommend to people. Hmm. And I said, does it work? And she said, well, I guess so, because everybody's buying it. Hmm. Everybody. So everybody in my area had the same thing happen that I had happened. So they're perping everybody like that. I could ask some people, does anybody else get like red, scratch, itchy, um, it looks like a burn or something, just little spots all over my arms. Does anybody else get those? Get hit with some kind of weapons. I mean, I know they're... Huh? Microwave. You think that's it? Yeah, I used to get, I mean, I used to get that so bad. My legs were covered, my arms, my chest, Hmm. my face, yeah, with burn marks. I see people around here all the time with that. They don't know what it is, I'm sure. No. I didn't know what it was for years. Well, I'm pretty sure it's because it always comes in the same place and first it itches like crazy and then it just looks like a bunch of little bloody spots. Yeah, because it's it's very attractive. It's like a sunburn, but it's little spots. Yeah. yeah. Burn marks. Yes. Okay. Okay. We've got some unknowns coming in here. Um, so what else are you guys experiencing? Does anybody else want to tell us? Well, I still get the, in- the home injury illegal um, searches when I leave the house. Yeah, I do too. I, so I just, even to the mailbox that's in my complex, I go down. Sunday I went out just to the uh, mailbox, and I ran there. It's such a work. 
because I got to bring my backpack, my bag. Yeah, I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get enough up in my back from carrying that crap all these yeah. years. Yeah, me too. You know? and yep. they, but, each, but I had to figure out what they, they, they came in just that quick. And they stole all the toilet paper. Oh, what is that about? What they is... have to let me know they, that they've been in here. They've got to yeah. let me know, but they don't take nothing that can be reported. Right. And who's, gonna, be... and who's going to call the police and say, someone's stealing my toilet paper? Yeah, Not so they can, they, they can say, yeah, the crazy old lady. Yeah. Uh-huh, so they, they took about eight rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> Um, but I'm thinking, thinking yeah. I think it's a, I have an apartment that has been vacant for a whole year next to me. Yeah. And just about two months ago, a single guy over there moved, but he never goes to work. But I've realized his job is to watch me. Yeah. Yeah, so I, because I started having my groceries and things ordered. To cut down on having to go out the house. Oh, honey, I've been doing that too. I I stopped leaving my house, but in the long mm-hmm. run, that was doing me more. You know, I I, I carry this huge backpack around with me. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I and anything, and I don't have a, and I can't keep anything. Like I would buy a shredder, but they would steal it. They would steal it, so I have to wet all the all the bills and important papers that I can't just can't lay around that uh-huh. I can throw away. I wet them. I soak them in water in a pail. And then Damn. once a week, I just tear it all up and like make paper mache out of it. That's great. <laughs> that way they can't get any of your information. Right. Stuff like the telephone bill, the light, but anything that got account numbers and things, I soak it for about three days and then make it real soft. Yeah. And I just and I just paste it. I mean, if they want to pull that crap apart, let them, let them, let throw garbage in there with it. Yeah, really have fun. <laughs> they yeah, want to put that together. Yeah, so I'm in. It's like being in self-imposed exile. Yeah, yeah but they still they yeah. always had to steal something. So I have, go, you know, for me to go just to the mailbox. It's oh. almost like it's like having to. You have to get. It's like getting ready to go to work. I know. And then you got to lock your door in a special way. And I, I go through this whole thing of of a hassle lock on my front door after I set my alarm and I get, make sure my my security cameras are working. Then I pack this stuff up in my backpack. I, I take a lock, a hasp lock thing, and put a padlock through it. And then I wrap that in tape. And then I do a little design on it. You know, every time I leave the house. And excuse me, but you know when I owned my house, I had a I had Alarm Service, Alarm America, uh-huh. and it took a while for me to figure out every time I opened my door, yeah. the police cruiser would drive by or detectives would drive by. Really? And then when I figured out, then when I figured I said, it's in the, it's in the button in the door. Well, Whenever I, I opened, when I ever, yeah. and then and that's when I realized it's all connected to the police department or something because... I'd open the door and run outside and wait to see him. Uh-uh. And within seconds, the cruiser would go by. And I'm saying, well, why am I paying yeah. for an alarm service yeah. to watch me? I had it all disconnected. Yeah. I had it all disconnected, and it still, and that button still yeah. worked, even though okay. I shut the stop. I just, so I had to take some duct tape and taped it in. And once I taped the button in, yeah, and I opened and closed the door. 
the police didn't come by anymore. Wow. Wow. But they, they track you through your own alarm system. Absolutely. And if you're connected to your alarm system through any Wi-Fi or anything that comes through your your um, modem, then you're just alerting them. At least I think I'm alerting them when I set my alarm. It's like, they're, let's go to Linda's house. She's yeah, leaving. they know you're, yeah, you're letting them know. Yeah. It took me a while, but when I tried to tell people that, they didn't want to believe me. I'm so I don't care if you believe me or not. I believe me, and exactly. I saw it for myself. Don't, you know, people, I, there's somebody who I thought was my friend, and actually she was my sponsor in AA. She started ridiculing me and making fun of me about all this, and mm-hmm. and I just backed away and said, you know, I'm not going to share anything at all private with this person. That's really a shame, you know, when people, when people ridicule you and don't believe you. That's very painful for us, I think. Thank God we have each other. But you remember, that, what was that old saying they had? They came when they came for my neighbor. Nobody yeah. spoke up, and yeah. then when somebody they came for somebody else, and nobody yeah. spoke up. Uh-huh. Now they came for me, uh-huh. and there's no one to speak up. Right, right. You remember? I, I, yeah. can't, I don't know how that goes, but this is exactly what's happening today. Yeah. No one, no one wants to speak up, and at the same time, they're not realizing we're just on the we're just the first group. Yeah. Little do they know that it's coming. They're coming for everybody. Someday they will. Yeah, they they are. It's just a matter of getting rid. We're the first group, but 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 the can you imagine way. how? Yeah, we're the only ones. But it's not. We're, can you imagine how many people that aren't aware of what's happening to them? Just a minute. Is somebody sleeping? I think so. No. It's just, a recording. It's a recording. Yeah, because I have a perp who is a cop, a brutally yeah. vicious cop, and he does this to me constantly. constantly. Really? He does everything just like a gang stalker. And, you know, I know that nobody in the TIs believes me that I have police I protection. Do. And, thank you. Well, okay, so I have that. We know who the guy is. I've talked to him with police protection, and yet I have... Two perpetrators. I mean, I have all the gang stalkers, but I have a brutally insane, vicious cop who, like all the cops in Tucson, thinks he's a hero, and he's just a brutally vicious, covert narcissist of which they know nothing about. And so, like, it's just so horrible. Like, he's hearing every word I say. He's, like, hyper-obsessed and... Everything I do, he watches, he controls, he manipulates, humiliates, everything he can do to drag me down. And to the other people, to everyone else, including my family of origin, you know, seven brothers and sisters, they all believe that this is just uh, not just a saint, but a poor victim that I don't appreciate this guy because they are blind that he is a brutal, vicious creep and pretends to be caring like all covert narcissists do. So he does that snoring and has done it for so long. I mean, he's played my voice on here. He's what? Stuff. I mean, he's, he has like, like I have mics in my house by this cop, not gang stalkers. I mean, unless this cop is a gang stalker. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's this great guy. Yeah. And um, so things that I say, 
he's played them on these calls before. My voice. He's played oh, them. Geez. I mean, it's it's just massive. I mean, this guy is an obsessed. I, I, I've got mm-hmm. two diet perps, plus I'm gang stalked. And so what he does is he encourages all these cops, and the military's involved, FBI's involved. They all humiliate me constantly. They tell me like 10 times a day on the average that I should beg him for sex, that I should suck his dick. They do this constantly. These are the law enforcement. So if you ever think that these gang stalkers and people with these horrible weapons are the worst thing on the earth, let me tell you that they're not. I'm telling you that the people in law enforcement, the systemic mentality in the police department alone is so chauvinistic and somewhat corrupt. You know, um, it's just vile. I get more abuse because they've caught so many gang stalkers, not all of them, but I get more abuse from police, from military people, and then massive from this bald cop. Massive. With no protection from him. Yeah. I used to date a cop. They are not, I, I know, they are not necessarily all what they like to portray themselves as. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're all bad because I don't know who this cop is, but there's a cop in TPD who knows that the bald cop is a dangerous creep. And I really didn't get, you know, like everything is so covert. The military's covert, except when they're, you know, harassing me about what I should be doing for this nightmare pig cop. But, um, you know, when, when he was, like, letting me know, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, so what, so what. Well, and I realized this guy knows that the bald cop is um, dangerous and he's got a history of domestic violence because he hurts animals. He's killed a horse I had. And he likes hurting animals, especially hitting them in the face. Well, so somebody here, somebody in the police department knows most of the cops are tricked and think that this bald cop is just, uh, oh, my God, he's done so much for you, blah, blah, blah. Nothing could be further from the truth. If he did something for me, I would be happy. But um, but there is somebody with a brain who knows, and there are a few people around this town who knows that he's bad, but most of them don't. Yeah. And, and they harass me about it. They They think... You know, and he encourages them to harass me. And, you know, he portrays, like all narcissists, he portrays himself as a victim. And that's what all covert narcissists do because I've put in enough hours reading about them. And, um, but, you know, like remember when all those pictures of our soldiers torturing people at Abu Ghraib? Yeah. And they put the, okay, well, and... Probably only the lower level people got caught, and I don't know what they did to them. Probably not very much. Not much at all. That, huh? Not much at all. Yeah, I I would doubt. And, and, and of course, the upper level people who look the other way, nothing happened to them. (laughs) That type of activity, that type of mentality, in my opinion, is much greater than you're aware of. And I swear law enforcement causes gang stalking, in my opinion. They're so bad. I'm telling you, they, have, it. 
driven me out of my mind. They're so yeah. vicious. They're so cool. And does the mob work? Doesn't the mob use the police department? Yeah. Doesn't the mob use the police yeah. department? Yeah. They, uh, not I that I know of. I, I suppose it's possible, but not that yeah, I know I think, I think, oh, I think I, the I mob think. is pretty tied into the, oftentimes pretty tied into the police. Oh, is that right? I think so. Well, like, we had a chief of police here. He didn't know anything about gang stalking. I mean, from what little I could tell, he seemed like a a decent person. Um, he got involved sort of by accident, but and he knows now, but he he wasn't bad that I could see. He, he wasn't corrupt, um, but... But most of them, I, you know, that I've had to deal with, they're just, they can do whatever they want. And they like humiliating me just like gang stalkers do. And, and gang stalkers, I mean, it's almost worse because gang stalkers, you know, break into my car, try to break into my house, break windows, wreck my car, hit my car, all that stuff. You know, when you change the oil, they make sure all the oil leaks out. But And, and that's a type of crime, but the military, every day I wake up, and what I have around me is they all can make license plates at the drop of a hat. They say beg for sex, beg for um, one, which they refer to as the ball cop. Um, You know, DJs constantly on the license plates. Um, And they'll say, and they refer to me as a numeral two, so they're always saying how bad I am. They always have bad on their license plate. You're so bad, bad number two. And it, 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 it's just vile. And, and for them to tell me to constantly service these guys like Donald Trump said to Mitt Romney, it, it's actually worse oh. because, because <clears throat> emotional abuse is actually a little bit worse because no one can see it. You're not walking around with a broken arm or a black eye. And so you have to tell somebody about it. And for me to tell what the military is doing is about equivalent to us TIs trying to tell an average person on the street about this massive crime that exists and nobody knows about. So when even I try to tell you guys, I mean, I know how I sound. Oh, sure, they're communicating to you through license plates. Yes, they are. It is a technique they use. I mean, they also will do every undercover type car. They will be in taxis and you know, Tucson electric power cars and they'll do all that. They'll do every type of stuff like that you can think of. They'll, they, they're not, um, they don't limit themselves. Um, but I would have to say, and even though they have cut a lot, they like catching them, but they're very, very, you know, abusive to me. They're very tricked. And um, they have no oversight, no what I thought the military, my dad was in the military. I thought, oh, well, these are outstanding people. These people have honor. Oh, no. Just think of it as all the pictures of Abu Ghraib. That's, they do what they want. And uh, nobody says anything to them. I mean, like, I, like today, I've had a ton of cars, you know, in the past years. They'll run stop signs right in front of me. And they've just done it a ton. Well, like today I got one. And I would bet that was military. He probably wasn't even a gang stalker. 
Military do shit like that. They don't get in trouble for it. They do whatever they want. Yeah. So, but whoever said they believe me, thank you, because I don't know anybody who does. <laughs> it's very hard. You don't need no I mean, it, what? I said, um, whoever said that they believe me that I have police protection, I appreciate it because it's very isolating to try to tell other TIs, even Derek, that I have police protection and um, nobody believes me. And, I, and I've said, it's just like you trying to tell an average person on the street about organized stalking or directed energy weapons. They do not believe you. Well, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. I have police protection and it's worse than gang stalkers. It's worse. They're so... Horrible and disgusting. They're doing a good job at making you making you sound crazy, <laughs> and that's the and that's it, and that's what their mo is to make you appear crazy. You mean the military, or you're talking about gang stalkers? No, the program that they got us that's that's happening to all of us is to make us appear and sound nuts. Well, right, but I mean, I'm saying that the military who is involved in my situation are just as abusive, if not more abusive, than the gang stalkers because it's kind of like, well, you could get your car broken into. You could get your house burglarized. Or you could go to a priest for help and then he rapes you. Well, to me, that's a little bit worse because you were thinking that's a trusted figure. So to me, to be like, just like gang stalkers move in around a lot of targets, in apartments especially, or even in a house, they'll move in around you. Uh-huh. I have military, military who has moved in houses all around me. Not every single one, but most, like on each side of me, military, across the street, military. And um, they're, they're horrible. They're horrible. It's all, it's, all, it's all psychological warfare, honey. Well, I, see, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Um, I, what I'm saying is these are law enforcement people. They are not gang stalkers. I'm also gang stalked. It's like I'm gang stalked twice. What I'm saying is the military alone is so abusive, they're actually a little bit worse than gang stalkers. They're so abusive to me. I'm a joke. They make fun of me. They've called me every name in the book. I've Who's going to believe it? Who's going to believe it? If you want to report it, who are you going to report it to? Well, right. I mean, I mean. So it makes you, you know, sound crazy. And that's what they want you to do. I know, but what I'm saying crazy. is these are not gang stalkers. These military people are not They're still stalking. It's, it's still stalking by a different form. It's still stalking. It, it is in a way. It is. It's, well, it's harassment. It, it's harassment. Huh? I mean, when I get up, it's psychological harassment. One block, one block to get on the main street to where I go every single morning. I have at the minimum five cars in front of me, beside me, behind me, and they ride with me up there. And all the license plates are insulting. Blowjobs, I woke up and found a, dr- and saw a, a big drone sitting in my bedroom window looking at me. Well, who's going to believe it? Yeah, I don't care if anybody believes it or not. I believe it. I saw it, and I'm staying true to myself. I have gotten yeah. to the point. I have been harassed so long for 10 years, that, and nobody wants to believe it. It doesn't matter if anybody now believes me. 
as long as I can keep my feet on the ground and I know I'm being harassed, right? that's all that matters. Well, there's I, no I, way out of it until they get tired of dealing with you and get some new meat. Yeah. But you can't allow uh, them to you. basically make you nuts. Because that's what they're supposed well, that's what their job I, is. I'm, to make you, I'm getting crazy. it I'm getting it from both groups. I get it from gang stalkers and I get it from the military. I get, I get it too. I get it too. I get it too. I get it from the gang stalkers. I get it from the police department. I get it from the drones in the air. I get it from the helicopters. I've seen it all. And at the same time, Nobody wants to believe it. I don't give a shit if nobody believes it. As long as I believe it and I keep myself safe, that's what's important. Yeah. It's for me to protect myself and to make sure I keep my sanity. Being that that's what, once you know they want you to sound crazy and appear crazy, or get yourself locked in a nurse, in a a nut house, or in prison, it doesn't matter. Once you know they're MO, you're supposed to be able to dance around it. Well, what the you most don't dangerous person in my life is this bald cop. He's got a military background. He has a ton of people fooled. And he's dangerous. I mean, he's a mother hey, fucking but does, but does he have you fooled? Guy. No. You can't well, be fooled when you're a target of a, this type of narcissist. You are not fooled at all. Just like Nicole Brown Simpson. She took pictures for years of him beating her up and locking her in the basement and when she told her dad that she was going to divorce O.J. Simpson, her dad wouldn't speak to her for six months. And, and so when I try to tell people that this cop is a creep, dangerous, you know, they think just the opposite of what I'm saying. Police, you know, I, I just reported, I tried to report it to this Christopher Magnus here who came from Richmond, California. And so I tell him what's going on. I tell him he's so dangerous and blah, blah. So they hand it to a detective in the department, and he's so pathetic, he's so cold, and he so doesn't give a shit what I'm saying, um, that and, and he doesn't, he's not helpful at all, and at the end he goes, well, if you need any help, I'll give you my number. And I said, well, if I thought you would help me even a little bit, I would take your number. So I didn't take his number. I mean, he was just... I don't know. He just had a typical kind of gross cop mentality. And I figure as long as cops are still not going to be prosecuted for shooting black people in the back, women like me have no chance at all. You know, on video, on video. I don't know. Some more cops just got off in the Ferguson case. And I thought, man, if, if the black people can't get justice, women in regards to cops, you get nothing, you know. I mean, you get possibly worse. Um, they're, they're horrible. And I'm telling yeah. you, the reason why we have to black people, you should say, I went to the hospital, and you, if you saw how many white men that got police brutality on yeah. them, yeah. 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 everybody's soaking, thinking about blacks. Yeah, blacks have it bad. But these poor but white, white guys had it too. They don't talk about them. And well, if people will pay attention to what, these, what these police officers are doing to these, these young white kids, if, you know what I mean? Oh, Maybe they, they, they have a, a kind of a systemic, somewhat corrupt, I don't know the words to describe it, a type of mentality. 
and they have this mentality because they do get away with a lot of stuff. And they yeah, and they say I'm a weak, whether it's black or yeah. white. But they right, right, they're black. Right. But, but they're doing it, they've been doing it to whites a long time too, and they're doing it to whites more than whites really realize. Well, I didn't realize it until I got exposed to how much white young poor white kids and young white men are being abused by the police too. And they're getting it twice as much as blacks. I don't know. We got a lot of videos about the black people. Yeah, okay, well okay. All right. You know you think it's all you think it's all black. It's black, but then white. No, I don't think it's all black at all. I'm just saying um, Yeah. They don't black even get prosecuted. Yeah. I know. But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how many whites that is happening to? That they, they they're beating them just just one hair from death. They just don't yeah, kill I mean, the There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot. There's, I, I I can tell you. I I think they're worse than gang stalkers. That's my experience. And you know, like I said, because. One person in the police department knows that this bald cop is dangerous and a criminal. All I can say is, hallelujah, I don't know who you are, but I hope in my lifetime I get to meet that person. Because I wasn't paying attention, you know, when they were kind of like letting me know that a certain amount of people know. And because for one thing, it's very hard to believe. And this guy's been abusive forever. But there are a few good cops. I realize that what you're saying is I realize that what you're saying is this cop is very dangerous, but as a result of my of being stalked, I've been hospitalized three times with very serious head injuries. The gang stalking is a very dangerous territory. Um, oh, it is. I mean, I've been I with the last time I was in the hospital in ICU for five days with a with a, a a brain hemorrhage, five broken ribs, a broken collarbone, and a collapsed lung. They are very serious. When they really decide to go after you, they're very serious. They're just as dangerous as any cop is. Okay? Did you you get a car attack? Did you get it from a car attack? No, I got hit in my own home. Over the head, according to the doctor. He said you've been hit by something the approximate diameter of a baseball bat. I was coming up my stairs, and all of a sudden, and I didn't even know what had happened. All of a sudden, I was going out and being dragged down my steps and slammed on my on the downstairs landing. Um, very serious. These guys are very serious. I don't mean to scare people. I don't think I have, no, no, I think I, just a minute. I just want to say that, that I, I, most people are not as vicious as this one person who put me on the list is. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's, it, it, this is territory that, you know, nobody is in more danger than anybody else. We're all in danger, but we're all fighting this, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if you've heard me say, mm-hmm. the only reason why I haven't been into a hospital is just pure, extraordinary luck. Now, I mean, they did try to gang rape me twice, and okay. since the cops were on it, they got intercepted, and one time... They wanted to rape me on Easter Day and pour vinegar inside me when they're done. Okay. So none of that happens. But I only but the car attacks are so dangerous and so vicious that I'm only okay for now because by luck I I got away and, and, and in this one case I had a undercover guy right behind me and 
he got this guy off me. He swerved over to get him off me, and then that guy went after him, and he's undercover law enforcement of some type. And that guy will never get out of prison, ever. And and so, uh, you know, I've had help, but I also had just so close, so dangerous on the freeway, going so fast, and, you know, they're either a foot away from the side of my car, huge SUV has swerved into my car, um, on my tail with a um, uh, tow truck. I mean, inches. I'm doing 55 on that one, and he's inches off my back bumper when I when I noticed him. And that's the one where the undercover guy got him off me. Um, but just just luck on these other things that I that I got away. Just pure luck. I mean, they've hit my car. And they've done that, but um, but I, you know, it was like he's 25, and he tried to make me go in this ditch, and it's like I'm not going in that ditch, and he hit my car, so he got sighted. Um, but I, I, I believe you that they're extremely, extremely dangerous. Um, just the uh, attempted rapes alone, broad daylight, both of them, broad daylight. But isolated areas, but broad daylight, where I wouldn't suspect it at all. Uh, it's, it, yeah, I just want to, but what we can't do is diminish anybody else's experiences. I realize that you're very upset about this, um, yeah. and you have every right to be, but we've all encountered really bad stuff, you know? And I how many times have you been in a hospital? Because Three hospital times. I've been th- hospitalized three times. The last one time I was in ICU for five days. Okay. 24-hour surveillance. I mean, four, I'm sorry, 48 round-the-clock surveillance for the first two days because they were concerned that my brain hemorrhage would explode and get worse. Um, I've been hospitalized. Did they put a, a shunt in your head? No. The swelling they were no, concerned? No, no, they didn't have to do that. That's why they kept the the 48-hour watch on me, make sure that uh-huh. didn't happen. Well, make like, sure okay, happen. because at one point, like years ago, the cops told me they want to hit you with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And okay. and so, like, mm-hmm. they told me that, and then the other thing they tried to do is they go into these, they change up, and then they want to poison me. So the cops would say, they want to poison you now. And so, like, I'm careful where I go, you know, or where I get food. Um, and so I have escaped a lot, but at the same time, I, I've, I've got two predators on me, two very dangerous predators, and this cop predator has a ton of people fooled, a ton, including mm-hmm. seven brothers and sisters of mine. They all think this is a genuinely nice guy. That's what they think. And I have told them to their face. I said, see... Killed my horse, killed him, and they just like stare at me like, um, you are crazy, and and they know about gang stalking. They have known it for forty years. When my sister finally told me, you know, I wanted to kill all of them. They all knew. She told all of them except for me, and so when I found out, you know, I want to kill all of them, and they're just like, it's so old hat for them. It's so old hat. They didn't care. You know, so it's very. I have different stresses, but this this bald cop is is just something else. I mean, he's yeah, it sounds bad. He, it's it's he has so many people fooled. 
um, it's just incredible. And and they think that I'm a horror because all covert narcissists portray themselves as victims. It's like, do you hear me? I want to get away from him. I'm reporting him, you know. And they're just like, oh, you need to you need to go spend the summer with him. I'm like, get away from me. You know, I mean, this is my family saying this. Cops, one cop spent about 20 minutes telling me this to my face. He bawled himself. I've never seen him before in my life. He doesn't know me from Adam, and he certainly doesn't know that cop. And he's intruding into my personal life. It's like I wasn't, you know, I'm 60 now, but I, I was about 55. And I want to say, do you fucking know how old I am? Oh, fuck out of my personal life, you fucking arrogant asshole. I mean, arrogant. Where, I mean, I don't go around like, did you fuck your husband, Susan? You know, the sister that I hate, did you fuck Daryl tonight? You know, how many times do you do it a week? You know, I don't even think about that or try to tell anyone how to conduct their personal life or their, especially their sex life. I get it. Constantly. Constantly. And this guy is nothing but a brutal, covert predator. And, you know, I can't tell if he's a gang stalker, but it doesn't make any difference. Because he's just as bad. Just because he's wearing a cop uniform, cops stand up for him just for that. They don't have any brains at all. Hold it. I want to warn people the call will be shutting down shortly. Oh, okay. Okay, just want to say that. But I liked hearing you guys talk. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, I hope it gets uh, better I, for you. Oh no, this has been a long. I said I hope this gets better for you. This has been a long time that you. This has been going on in your life, and I'm I know. sorry to hear it. Yeah. yeah. It's every day is the same. Yeah. yeah. Constantly. Yeah. That's why I wish that I had directed energy weapons so that I could be talking about well, what does this work and. Somebody no, you don't want those weapons. No, you don't want those weapons. Okay. You can't see them. You don't know for sure what they are. You know, no, you don't want those weapons. Okay. Well, am... but what you're getting is TI support and people who understand, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, I can't even, I mean, it took me years just to get anyone even to believe me that I have police protection. And, you know, can you imagine if I had police protection and they were also honorable or decent or happen to be nice sometimes. Yeah. I would be thrilled. Jumping up. I would be the luckiest. I would be screaming to the world at this great luck that I have. But I don't have that. And I I have two groups that are extraordinarily abusive. And I'm not saying that I haven't called these cops and these military people every name I can think of because I have. But they are still brutally insane. And they take the tactics of gang stalking and use them on me just to harass me. Just to do just to harass me. It's it's so vile. Like yeah. I mean it just goes on and on. I flip them off constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And you know, because they let me know by their license plate of who they are and so, you know, if I see one more bad two, you know, I could just hurl. And uh, I don't know. They're just they're just horrible. And the good people, I know they're out there, but 
they're certainly not stopping the bald pig. They're certainly not doing anything that I can see, maybe because they can't, but they have let me know that they know that he's dangerous because one lady told me to my face. So I know she knew, and um, thank God, I swear I'd kill myself if, you know. But even when she told me, it was was very hard to believe. Like, it's like, are you sure you're not working for him? You know, I mean, that's how I feel because he's so tricky. Well, trust is very hard for for us after a while when we're stalked and we're constantly, things are bad. Nobody has bad luck like TIs do. It just seems like one thing after the other after the other goes wrong, and we don't understand it. How can any, how can, I used to wonder how any one woman could have these, this many problems over and over and over. Some, you know, cars breaking down that we were talking earlier about, refrigerators and washing machines, just all breaking down one after the other after the, it makes no sense especially when it's new stuff it makes no sense and that's what they do yeah. they just they just try to wear us down all of them do and i think yep. your i think your cops and military might be more along i i know you don't think that they're really gang stalkers but i think they might be you know no, because they just they're har- harassing you too much they're not they're not gang stalkers well, no and as a matter of fact i used to have meth people around me uh-huh. and they ran about but these are arrogant male, alpha yeah. male, chauvinist pigs from hell. And they've all moved in around me. Now, there are one or two neighbors that are mm-hmm. normal people, but most of them are military, and I am harassed mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop from the military. They're not gang stalkers. Well, um, okay. That's, I... that's what, see, nobody believes me. I well... told you, I have gang stalkers. I have police protection. And the police and law enforcement are at least just as bad as the gang stalkers. At least. It's not worse because they have no business telling me who to sleep with, who to be with, and then harass me. It's like if Donald Trump told Mitt Romney to get on his knees 20 times a day. That's what I get from the military, that I should be servicing this bald cop who is brutally vicious, incapable of caring about anyone, but he puts on a good front, just like gang stalkers do. They have jobs, and then they come home and do their harassing stuff. So people think, oh, that guy's normal. You know, well, that's what they think about this cop. These these military are not gang stalkers. They're just Mm -hmm. sickening. (laughs) I guess I would say they're vile. They're sickening. Because if they were decent people, Mm -hmm. I would be screaming their praises. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're and, and they're encouraged by this bald creep who has mm-hmm. a lot of power because my sister thinks he's God's gift to the universe. So he's got a ton of power and he directs these people and so he tells them to do whatever they want and they do. It's just it's I am the same as a prisoner in Abu Ghraib who's getting tortured by a bunch of low level military people, that type of behavior that you saw in those photos at Abu Ghraib is much more prevalent than what you can possibly imagine from the military. It's much worse than you think. It's more common. You know, they think they're right. That's why we invaded a country who did nothing to us. It's an 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.